Yeah, I am their dad. I'm Aaron Cliver. Uh, I cannot be your dad. I apologize. I have too many things to do. Uh, cannot be your dad. But I will talk on this podcast, Grown Dad Business. Once again, thanks for listening. You're the best. I can't say thank you enough every single episode. I'm going to thank people for listening and for everybody who's Patreon supporters. Boom. And also thank my co-producer, Sam. Sam! Who's your daddy? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Why you got to bring up stuff that hurts me? Oh, here I thought I was being. I'm clever, kidding. Man. I'm Come kidding. On. I, it doesn't hurt me, but I still don't know. Anyway. Uh, hey, uh, you know what? Uh, we had to do a two-parter. Uh, that's why we're back with part two. How many jobs? <laughs> Sam, I, I would just say I've had so many jobs that it's a two-part podcast. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. I don't know if anybody, uh, hey, I don't know if people are listening. Sometimes people are new listeners. Uh, there are 200 plus episodes you can listen to. You can go back and watch maybe the last 50. I have some celebrity episodes on YouTube. Go check them out. Bob Saget, Tammy Pescatelli, Brad Williams, uh, you know, fun people. Jared why, li why limit yourself to only 50? Why not go listen to them all? I know that's true. I just meant video. You could watch oh, some, oh, okay. you know? Yeah. And then listen to a bunch of other celebrity ones. Uh, it also, please friends, if you hear me on my podcast, I also have a comedy special. If you haven't seen my comedy special when it came out on Amazon, it is now free on YouTube. You can watch it. Grown ass dad is free on YouTube. That's my comedy special. Everything has grown. Um, cause that's us my together. life. Dude. Friendship has grown. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Uh, I, we're, we're, we literally last episode, we, I literally made to high school of how many jobs I had. And I still don't think that I said the jobs that I had, even all the jobs I had in high school. <laughs> uh, I did never, I never delivered papers. That's for sure. Neither did I. That's like a, that's like a, like a, like an old parent thing, isn't it? Like almost like it's like a generation right, right behind us where it's like people in their, I don't remember how old you are, Sam, but it's okay. Um, I feel like people like right in their fifties, if they were like born in like the like early seventies, every everybody had a paper route. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was born in the late seventies, but my mom actually discouraged me from it because she said, "What are you going to do when they don't pay? Are you going to be able to tell them they have to pay or they stop getting their paper?" Oh, well, I got to. Uh, well, I tell you what, I had a landscaping partner who are you ready for this um we had somebody that did not pay us for like four months and he okay i'm i'm i don't know if this is a crime it might be vandalism uh, the i kid you the limitations is over by now I, yeah i know statue of limitations this was like not even a, a six months ago but anyway no i'm kidding <laughs> So this, these people, it was like, it was like winter time and they owed us like three, four months of cutting grass. And it, you know, this was probably when I was like 19 years old. Mm -hmm. So he took a gallon of bleach and poured a big dollar sign in their front yard. 
Holy cow. Yes, he did. <laughs> yep. Um, ballsy. I, I was like, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> here's the thing. If you, because people are like, whoa. If, if you pour bleach on somebody's lawn, it's going to kill the grass, I guess. And make it did. I saw it. I wish mm-hmm. we had cell phones. But then I'd, we'd be admitting to vandalism. <laughs> but it is kind of a gangster thing, but not. It's not a horse head in the bed. Let's right. And the grass would die, but it would come back. Like it Eventually. was not. It's yeah. It's not a, like a crazy permanent thing. It's not like it's you know Roundup. I've actually heard of people writing words in Roundup in people's lawns for not paying. Wow. But dude, if somebody owes you like three, four, five hundred thousand dollars, I've had yeah. a couple. I've had a couple old ladies. Like not pay me for cutting their grass for like a month or two, and I'm like, uh, I I think I only took one. Per- I took one person to collection court, and I sent them the letter, and they sent me the money. Fair so, enough. It just took yeah. that motivation, I guess. That got serious business quick, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> well, dude, because here's the thing. So, so I figured, like, I never thought that I was going to do landscaping as a job, right? Like, you never thought pizza, or right. you know, we thought was a job, um. I will be remiss to tell you I did have a high school job that lasted like two years that I totally forgot about that I only did on Saturdays and Sundays during the day. Okay. And I'll I'll give you a fun little bonus story. Patreon only. Ooh. At the end of the episode, uh, I'm going to do Patreon only funny story. One of my high school jobs totally – how did I forget this, dude? I worked at because I remember because of you, because your first job was at Pizza Hut. Yeah. I worked my junior and senior year of high school on weekends at Discovery Zone. Oh, wow. It was like a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, it was without matter the pizza. Fact, they closed right after I graduated high school. Or no, midway through my senior year, I remember it was like February. My buddy that worked with me. He showed up to work and says, we were bought by Chuck E. Cheese. Your checks will be in the mail. No joke. <laughs> All the stuff was he, in place for him already. Yeah. He was like, hey, man. Uh, he was like, uh, work's closed. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. But I will tell you what. We made Pizza Hut there. That's where I learned how to make Pizza Hut. And if anybody's ever worked at Pizza Hut, it's the pumps on the disc of frozen dough, which is so weird and alien. And then At the time that I worked there, we made our own dough. What? Yeah, and you had to let them, you know, uh, rise proof? and everything. Yeah, proof. What? Yeah. Dude, by the time Pizza Hut was at Discovery Zone in, like, I want to say 97, mm-hmm. they would give you the frozen disc, and you'd put it, it'd be like, clink, clink, yep. in the pan. And then it was like large pizza. You'd read it, large pizza, 10 squirts of oil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You like, would put like 10 squirts of oil in the pan, then put the dough in it, and it would proof. And it would proof, and it would poof up like a, like a shrinky dink. Yep. Like one of those, you add water, and it makes an elephant. Yep. And that was your saw, your, your dough. And then you put this, dude, weird. But, dude, I have actually a couple funny stories from Discovery Zone. I'm going to tell Patreon only. It was a lot of fun. It was a, that was a, oh man. Oh, oh, I got some good ones. 
I've got one from my Pizza Hut, I can tell. I love it. Let's do it for Patreon. Too. I love yep. it. Fair. Do, save it for Patreon. I Patreon, I love you. Uh, especially Corey and Shidan, GDB champs. Um, dude, but here's the thing. There's things you do in high school that like what leads you to a job. You know what I mean? Obviously, I, I, I was able to run around and make movies. Being in the video club, I was able to go on stage and do theater. And that's like, I continue to make videos and act. You know, throughout my entire life, that's always been the through thread, you know, that I've always done that ended up I am doing what I'm doing, you know, making and acting and, you know, making people laugh. But, dude, it really what really drove me was I I went to film school my first year. I don't know if people know this. I went to Point Park University for film and acting. And it was boring as hell. Boom. And we're back. Had to take a pee break. Uh, that's what we had to do. Uh, really random thing. Actually, a random thing happened where there was a mailman on my porch and couldn't deliver these packages for my son's birthday, but I was home and it, he was on my porch. He was hopeful. It he was, was hopeful. weird. So anyway, uh, I what I was what I was trying to say before we took a break was that like I did not like film school. Like that dude, it was just like, I love making movies. I love making people laugh with my videos, but they wanted me to learn Shakespeare for acting. And they wanted me to cut up 16 millimeter film and eight millimeter film for filmmaking. And I'm like, I just got a digital camera now. Like, you know, so honestly, I, I really liked working with kids. I worked the after school program. I worked with some kids at church at camp and I'm like, I kind of want to help kids. And my, my wife, she wanted to go into education. And so my wife was going into early childhood education and were you uh, married by this time? No, 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 no. We were going to college. Okay. So I decided to go to college for, uh, adolescent ministry and counseling and, uh, theology, basically youth ministry. Yeah. I figured, you know what? I'm going to go learn to help kids. People help me out. And that's what I wanted to do. And, uh, that's what I dude. And I did that. Uh, I dude, I had so many jobs during college. Dude, this is this is like a five part episode. I just realized how much stuff I've done, Sam. It's crazy. You're a man of college. Check this out. I was still driving home to go work on landscape stuff. Okay. And then during college, I worked for a semester. I washed enormous pots in a room that was a a a wash tub. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a dish room that was literally the entire room was for washing huge pots. Yeah, had drain in the floor then. Yes, like oh, you wow. had to wear a suit, and because <laughs> they made food for college. Okay, it was like these huge pots. It was like they were cooking for armies in like the the Mongols. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, <laughs> dude. I did that. I videotaped practices for a football team in college. Mm-hmm. I was on the landscape crew for a couple semesters, blowing leaves at six in the morning. I'm sure uh, that made a lot of people happy. I know, right? But then <laughs> I guess one of my, actually what I settled on was a student activities, which basically was events and promoting. And I learned a lot about that uh, for when I would go into live entertainment one day. Uh, live. Yeah. That's a lot of jobs in college, man. Yeah. that was. I had a lot going on. And I was still... At that time, I was still uh, started interning at a uh, 
at a huge church doing basically like upfront stage stuff, games, like being a program director guy. Yeah. So I was doing all that. And uh, yeah, out of college, that's what I was doing. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, Not to mention you were also going to college. Yeah. Yeah. I was also going to a very hard college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how I, I did it. Um, Adderall, but who knows? Um, <laughs> I don't know. The Lord. Uh <laughs> Uh, my wife, my wife also went to that college. She transferred there. So, uh, she, she, she's a help, you know, and I had, I had, uh, I had been pretty awesome roommates, you know, but so yeah. like, so that really led me to my first career, which was youth ministry. And I, I, uh, I worked, uh, with a couple different, uh, organiz nonprofit organizations, basically doing entertainment for camps, just like Saturday night live skits for kids. And to be honest, uh, the GDB champ, Corey, is how I met him was through these fun camps. And really, it was my job to just make kids laugh, feel included, you know, um, and just, you know, break down barriers so they could, like, change their life. I mean, really, that's what it was. It was just like, hey, look, have fun, like, whatever. And it was, you know, I was able to work with kids from all walks of life all over the country. And I always say in comedy, making a room of 500 high schoolers laugh with your skits is much harder than 500 adults. Oh, for sure. So, dude, that's where I cut my chops, you know? Um, I feel like this is too autobiographical, don't you? I feel like I've given my autobiography on your podcast, the uh, the 500 section <laughs> You lounge. didn't get this deep. Well, I, I'm thinking about so many jobs, and once I start thinking... Like chronologically, I'm like, oh my gosh, did I really do that too? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you wonder, like, how do you fall into your career as like an actor, comedian, and a creative? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you look at like throughout my whole career, I was always like up front on stage performing somehow, you know? And it, it also at the same time, I'm making videos, doing improv, you know? Um, so really those things like, doing the things at camp, like all those creative things and performing, it just made me have that bug to perform. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so while I was in that career, working with kids in churches and camps, I, uh, I filmed a movie. Some people know it as a great disturbance. Uh, if you're on video, it, there's a poster in my room that's back behind that, uh, <laughs> that lantern light. <laughs> um, but that is the movie I filmed with my friends. We made it together and, I was like, you know what? I think I should be making movies and making people laugh. Like, I think I should like make people laugh. This is, you know, once I saw audiences, uh, you know, laugh at me on screen, I was like, this is, I'm selfish. I want more of this, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, but you know what? Drug you almost. But that's the thing. That's what would go into career change. You know, like, I don't know. Sure. We've talked about this on the podcast, like going through career changes and, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, people go through it all the time. And even right now, because of the pandemic and technology, my career's evolving also. Like now I'm doing lots more content and I learn from podcasting from, you know, uh, I'm doing a lot more content uh, for myself, for my stand-up comedy game show. By the way, if you don't know my stand-up comedy game show, it's a good time to promote it. 
uh, stand up, get down, please follow everywhere. You can see clips. You can see, uh, see it live. If you're in Pittsburgh coming to other cities, uh, this year. Yeah. Stand up, get down. I'm doing lots of content, stuff like that, where comedians now, like that you want to record yourself doing stand up, right, Sam? Yeah. Well, not me, and like, yes, put it out and put it on reels. You know what I mean? I just don't want to put out all my stand up all the time. I also am not filming myself at open mics five nights a week. You know, it's a hard thing to do. So I have a special, I have, you know, footage that I can't put out. I have enough stand up where like Patreon can see some stand up clips. And, you know, there's tons of stand up clips on my YouTube. But really getting into that content game, you know, like that's, that's where I am now. But it's also like how things change in careers. And that's where, you know, going back to like when I started acting a little bit more and I started making stuff like that, dude, I mean, I was like, Hey, I like this and really started looking towards like, maybe I could go to second city in Chicago. Maybe I could be an actor, you know, maybe I could be on Saturday night live and life changes. Like, you know, I was just like, that's really kind of what I want to do. I want to make people laugh, make people happy. And, uh, at that point, I was married for a little bit. I was married for four or five years. And my wife is like, hey, you're following your dreams. I would like to have a baby in a house. And I said, I want that with you too. And that's part of my like biography. Like really, like we, I, I took classes in Second City, Chicago, back and forth. I literally would go to class and then go back to Pittsburgh and like build a retaining wall or like work at a camp with kids on a weekend. And then go back for like three classes in Chicago. Like it was that's not a quick. short drive either. Oh, 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 baby. Oh, I got that down to whoo, whoo. I remember I I remember driving back from Chicago from like God's sakes, all of Ohio. I think I've done in three hours before. Wow, <laughs> like three a, and a half that's hours. That's pretty impressive because Ohio is kind Northern of Northern Ohio. I yeah. that that turnpike. I think I've, I've, I've gone from all the way through Ohio to home in like, like, like maybe four and a half hours, maybe four hours. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm embellishing. Dude. I remember, I remember when I had, I had my, um, my Ford Explorer and that thing was my first vehicle with cruise control. It would just be on like 96 <laughs> for like two hours. Cause I, cause I remember I had what was it like a Sunday night class or a Sunday class? I had like sketch writing on Sundays or something. Or was it Saturdays? I would come home on Saturday nights. Dude, I would alarm. I would come home on Saturday nights. I'm not even going to cut that out. Uh, it's lunch. <laughs> yes, but it dude, is. Uh, but that's, but that, that, that kind of thing, like, you know, just, I wanted to do it. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make that job work. It was like, how do I make acting and comedy make money? You know, it's like, well, you got to mm -hmm. get, got to go to school. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and second city is like the NASA for comedy. So really from th then on, I, 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 I quit working at camp and ministry and I focused fully on like acting and comedy and writing things. And so I was like, well, I want to be in a creative job, right? Like if you want to move into a job like you're not you're not going to just go into a creative job like creating tv shows and movies and things like that so what i did was is i kind of parlayed what i knew in like promotion and marketing for like some of our films and sir some of the design i did for like all of the programming stuff for churches and 
I basically knew enough about advertising and marketing kind of to kind of fake it. So I hung out every morning. My wife would teach preschool and I would go down to what I call now to my college, Barnes and Noble University. And I would read everything I possibly could. I would go buy a coffee. And from like 8.30 to lunchtime, I would read everything I possibly could about advertising and marketing. I would read advertising magazines. I would read all the textbooks, advertising for dummies, design. One day- now, Were you take, taking notes? Uh, yeah, I would take a bunch of notes. Uh, and then I would, I would just like, one day I would just like study logos and graphic design and just look at everything. Just take it all in visually. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like, I, I say that because all of that kind of stuff has always followed me. Also, that kind of creative work with everything I've done in acting and filmmaking, I've always kind of had that creative thumb on things that I've done, making all my own graphics, doing all my own video and things like that. Um, and it just kind of makes you like reach a point where all of that, where I am, where, where my ma'am now, where my ma'am now is like. You know, it's like all the creative work I've done and all the performing I've done have reached ahead where it's like it's all helping each other. But now I now I'm trying to like do that a lot of other places. Cause I realize like not only can I be fun on my shows and my podcast and live, but like people will pay you to write funny things, not just write TV shows, right. but like commercial ideas or content ideas now. Like I have comedian friends who are influencers, you know, influencers. What I mean is they have more followers than other people. They're getting paid to just like, Hey, can you come and make up funny videos for us? And now I'm like looking into that. I'm like, so now people will pay you to write a funny like video that they could put on their social medias. Okay. So yeah. now like, that's kind of what, you know, things I started falling into, uh, you know, I have, you know, things that we've been working on, like major clients. And it's pretty rad. Um, and I'm still able to get out and do stand-up, uh, not as much as before COVID. Things have changed. But it's crazy, like, to think. And I, Sam, I want to thank you for listening to me pontificate. That's my hey, favorite word. That's why I'm here. Uh, no, that that's <laughs> Sam. Sam, everybody. Sam's the best. He's, uh, he's now listened to me more than my wife uh, <laughs> today. Um, no, I thank you, dude. And, uh, I just thank you because I know you've been listening to me talk about this and, uh, make sure you check out Sam has an amazing podcast, the 500 section lounge, lounge. check out those dads lounge. hanging out, dude. I want, I want people to go back. You had an amazing, uh, nine 11 episode. I know that we had a two parter. Weird. It was two parter. That's a weird thing to say, but, uh, you well, had such it... a, but no, really you, uh, you had, uh, on the 500 section lounge, just say real quick, what, uh, what you had for the two part. We, we had a former NYPD detective, Travis Myers, who actually had retired from the NYPD, but actually on the day of the attacks went to ground zero and worked for six straight days in a makeshift morgue in a Brooks brothers. Amazing. Listen, that's the, like you, Sam, you have some serious guests like that. And I, in the past I've had serious guests, but I'm always like comedy. So Sam, you and the guys, you get into a little more serious stuff like that. You have amazing guests. So mm -hmm. go check out the 500 section lounge with Sam and his guys. Um, but yeah, I think uh, like why I mentioned that, I just say thanks because, you know, you're listening to me talk about all this stuff. And it made me realize like, man, 
I guess if you look back, like, are you where you're supposed to be? Like all those jobs, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I'm there. Yeah. I mean, or, or what it led you to be. I mean, right. Something, something that somebody always says that, are you where, where you are today? Would you rather be there today or where you were last year? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what you always think of is like, if you're making progress towards your dreams, towards your goals, you know, your dream jobs. Uh, yeah. Let, I mean, I want to encourage people literally do it. Absolutely. Rodney Dangerfield went back to stand up comedy at the age of, I think 41. He sold siding and gutters for 20 mm -hmm. years because his wife wanted a house and a job and kids. And that's what it is, you know? And I'm so fortunate that like, we've been able to do what we do and give, you know, my, my wife a house, you know, and kids and like our, give our family what we want. So that's pretty rad. I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm not able to do that without all the listeners. I want to thank you guys all my Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. I could not run this show without you. If you couldn't, if, if you didn't support the show, I could not do it. I couldn't. That's just where we're at. But I'm doing it because people like Sam and his guys have encouraged me to do it. And all of you followers, I appreciate you guys. Uh, Patreon, I'll see you in a minute. I'm going to tell you a story about Discovery Zone. <laughs> Two stories. One fun one. One disgustingly funny. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, you guys, also check out GrownDadShirts.com. My Be Kind, Be Funny shirt, uh, homage to the Beastie Boys, the uh, Jesus crossover, the devil, all my funny shirts that I love, GrownDadShirts.com, including the one I'm wearing in the video. If you see it, children rule everything around me. Homage to the fam. Wu-Tang is always for the children. Just want to mention. Uh, Patreon, we're coming. I can't wait to tell you the story. Everybody else listening, friends, you can check out the podcast video. Uh, a week later on uh, YouTube, I believe. I don't remember what I'm doing. <laughs> but you definitely can check it out. If you make the smallest contribution on Patreon, you can watch the whole video. Watch me and Sam. Uh, you guys are the best. See you on Patreon. Peace. I always forget the intro, the la the song. Okay, the intro so is out. Redo it and I'll... No, um... I'll just... We're playing it because they're my friends and they know... That this is what peace out. We're we're peacing out. Played out. Get mental. At get mental. Peace, Sam. Peace. We did it right this time. <laughs>